Gracious God, would that you would send out your light and truth that they may lead us. God, that you would take our minds and think through them. That you would take our hands and feet and you would work through them. That you would take our hearts and set them on fire for you and your realm. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Can you all hear me? Yeah? Oh, good. (laughs) Um, My name is Ranjit Matthews, and I serve on uh, our bishop's staff as what they call a canon to the ordinary. It's a new position that I was invited into just over a month ago. And I'm just really so glad to be here with you all here at St. Matt's, and particularly thankful to Reverend Marissa for your invitation to me to come and be here with you all. And I really hope that post-service we can really spend some time together um, over some coffee, just getting to know one another. I would really love that if you're open and free and able. I saw so many of you, I think, also at our convention last weekend uh, in Hartford, and what a gift that was, because I feel as if we did some holy work there, some real holy work. And yet, I would be remiss, my friends, Reverend Marissa, if I didn't think about this holy moment in the life of our country and our world. My soul echoes with the psalmist because it feels heavy. I don't know about you all if your soul feels heavy. It feels so heavy. So heavy. So full of pain and wondering what to say what to think. That's where I am, friends. And then I wonder, if I'm honest with God, I wonder if I am so full up on my own privilege, my heart, my mind, my body, that nothing can come out because I'm so full up on this privilege. I'm so full of privilege. Reminded of the great church father, John of the Cross, who says, Silence is God's first language. And then I also imagine my own silence, which can be seen to others as being a sense of complicity. Where are Christians? Where am I within all of this? Where are we as Episcopalians? in this vacuum or in this void. I think the scriptures speak with such clarity, it seems. The word that we hear from the prophet Micah, who rails against corruption and false prophets. And Jesus, again, in the gospel, who challenges those of us who speak one way and maybe act incongruently. Again, I wonder about our time and space. 
I wonder about my own capacity to speak out, to speak a word of truth, as nuanced as it is. I'm sitting with our Orthodox theologian, Karl Barth, his pithy saying about holding the newspaper in one hand and the Bible in the other. And that the Bible should always interpret the newspaper. Holding both in one hand, but allowing the Bible to interpret our newspaper. You know, the former Archbishop of Canterbury, Rowan Williams, he draws a theological understanding of judgment that I find theologically astute because it lands on me. He paints a picture of grace as a holy light that is cast upon all of us as Christians as we sit within that grace. And that that grace is always calling us forward, always inviting us to become who God wants us to be, to deepen our own becoming into God. God always calling us forward with grace. You know, friends, I, for one, am happy for that. It feels and it seems in the gospel, at least from one interpreter, that while Jesus seems to be addressing religious leaders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and for good reason, it very well could be directed at me as a Christian, as a religious leader in general. It's amusing, friends, because Jesus gets at the titles. <laughs> and of course, if we were to look at our own Episcopal Church, Jesus would be coming at us hard, I think. All of our titles, maybe not rabbi or instructor, but we have canon and the most reverend, the very reverend, the venerable, those who live for the eyes of others. And on the other hand, who Jesus invites us to be, servants of Christ, who do the will of God from their heart. And I think that's the question, my friends, amidst Micah and the gospel. Where do we stand with that? Is the word that we profess on a Sunday morning, is it congruent with maybe a Tuesday evening vestry meeting? Or the way that I walk on a Wednesday afternoon? I understand from these Gospels, my friends, and I am the preacher, God is casting that sweeping light of grace on all of us as people who profess to follow the way of Jesus. And in that shadow space where we might be falling short, that is the place of our becoming into whom God wants us to be. That space of grace with humility. You know, back in 2010 and 2011, my spouse and I, Reverend Marissa, we were, we were mission volunteers in, from the Episcopal Church to M. Salado Theological College in the Anglican Diocese of Central Tanganyika in the East African country of Tanzania. We were, about a, we were there about a year and a half. I served as a lecturer in theology and a 
chaplain at a girls' school. And Joanna, my spouse, was an English teacher, an administrator, and also served as sort of our architect on campus. M. Salado, my friends, an Anglican space was amazing for so many particular reasons. And one of the reasons why I loved it so much was because of its ecumenical history. There were people on that campus who were from all walks of life and all varieties of ecumenism. A college where Anglicans, Presbyterians, Moravians came together to learn and teach together. And that was also true with respect to the administrative staff and our lecturers. And yet I remember one day, we were having a staff meeting on a Tuesday evening. And one of our staff members who does the treasurer's work, his name was Yusuf Mukunda. And he was challenged by one of our American missionaries about the finances and about how he was moving in and through that. But maybe he could do it this way, as a way to be a little bit more transparent and lucid. And I'll never, and this was happening, this challenge happened in the context of that staff meeting. Imagine a staff of about 12 to 15 people, and this person, this American missionary who I love and adore, challenged him in that space. I'll never forget what he said. He said, thank you for pointing that out to me. I really appreciate what you said, and it will help me move forward and take that better into account the next time. My friends, that short and maybe prosaic and maybe trivial encounter was, for me, so full of grace, right? I'm trying to think of myself, Reverend Marissa. If somebody were to publicly challenge me in a staff room, how would I react? I don't think well. If I'm being honest, right? I'd be a little pushed up. And yet this man, Professor Yusuf Mukunda, who served as our treasurer, he was able to take in a little bit of the constructive criticism and by the grace of God, integrated with who he was to then embody that back out to the person who challenged him. Leadership. Leadership. He speaks to me of humility and of grace. Humility. Comes means to be of the ground, to be grounded. And friends, so as we think about how we might move forward in this space as people who profess to be Christians, how do we lean into that space where there's so much quiet? There's maybe a stifled sense in our soul. And with God, we are filled with grace. That we can take a step forward with our own sense of humility. Friends, we just passed 
this past week and remembered the saints who have gone before us. I wonder about the saints in our own lives who have passed. I'm thinking about our own wonderful lay leader here in the Episcopal Church in Connecticut, Anne Rawthorne, who was a saint at St. Anne's in Old Lyme, who because of her life and witness spoke a word and truth about the ways in which we as humans are hurting our broader environment. And yet she knew that the best criticism of what might be happening out in the world was not to always just pan what was happening, but speak the truth and speak about beauty. So often on her Facebook posts, my friends, she would paint the beauty of what was happening outside of her walls, out on a walk in nature. So grounded with a sense of humility and connectedness to God. Friends, if your soul in this moment is hurting, if your soul wonders, what do we say in times where there is so much pain and hardship? My friends, I would invite you to remember that we are covered in grace and in love. And if we can lean with a sense of humility, lean with the sense that we may not know everything, but that with what we know, we can take a step into the abyss. My friends, as the Episcopal Church, might that be our vocation now? To move forward, to take a step into a vacuum with humility and with grace. Amen.